This podcast is brought to you by Valerate Global, helping companies achieve their net zero emissions through green energy transition and emission tracking. Hi, listeners. Welcome again to another podcast of Valerate Global. Um, your to-go firm in terms of green energy transition in Singapore and hope that uh, it will be also expanded to the rest of the region. But nevertheless, I'm here also with my partner company, Asia Clean Energy Partners. And in this company, I have two of my, well, favorite colleagues. Actually, all the colleagues down there are my favorite. So I can't determine which one is the (laughs) favorite. But nevertheless, uh, we uh, we have Ralph with me. And then we have also have uh, a Pacharin, which is more fondly known as Ng. So hi, and you guys just say welcome and hi. I think we didn't we didn't hear you talk. We didn't, we didn't see you guys for quite some time, right? For at least two or three podcasts. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was. I think uh, we should try to have the whole team again, and that'll be more fun. And by the way, uh, under special invite from Energy Clean, Clean Energy from Asia Clean Energy Partners, the whole team is heading towards Phuket next week for a Woo-hoo. very intense company retreat. Now, I thought it's going to be, you know, maybe like half a day of sun, sea, fun, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, <laughs> and then the other half is working. But uh, lo and behold, when the program came out, it was, oh my God, it's like every day is work, work, work. So you know, it's no fun. But the, the, the good thing is I'm doing it in person with the whole team. And we really missed the whole team for, I think, more than 24 months. Uh, I have not seen a lot of them on, in real person. Uh, yeah. you know, I've seen Ng, of course. Uh, I've not met Ralph in person. So if uh, I, I will tell you, uh, the listeners, whether or not uh, it's Ralph tall or you know short or talky <laughs> or muscular, you know, we, we always see each other in in virtual reality. So it's good to see each yeah. other in the physical realm. So today, what we're going to discuss is a bit of a heavy topic. Um, it's a bit difficult to really talk about it in details. But nevertheless, we do have some summarized report which we can address them. And that is the latest report from the IPCC with regards to climate change. Um, This report came out last week. Uh, It was released, if I remember correctly, it was released uh, uh, 24th, I think, 24th of February. And uh, Mm. no, it was 28th of February. And um, it wasn't a very... Um, good report. No, I mean the report is good, but the what the report mentioned is actually not good. Essentially, I'll, I'll give you the whole mm. take of it. Is that we don't we we are as a as a human race or all the countries based on the target. We're def- based on what we are doing now. We are definitely going, not going to meet our twenty fifty target of trying to reduce uh, carbon emission. And um, if you look if you look at the report, there's about I think. Uh, close to 100 and the full report itself and there's only one section is about 180 megabytes of documents okay that's how bad how, how big the report is so um we'll, what, what we what we uh, will talk about today is really uh, about what essentially a summary of the report uh, as some as as layman as possible 
and also what do we think our own opinion and how should we be uh, moving forward so um, Ralph do you want to start off with your own analysis or maybe some idea of what you think report uh, the key point of the report that you feel oh yeah um, thanks David and hello to your listeners as well well I guess the report talks about the report basically talks about vulnerability what the impacts of climate change actually um what we can boil this down is that the cost of business as as usual is extremely expensive and we cannot afford to do that so we need to take actions more urgently and uh we need to do something about it that's the whole key uh, message of the report and we are not on track. If we we are not on track of our uh, Paris climate agreements, we are not on track of our um, climate mitigations. If we continue the business as usual scenario. Okay, I I will stop you down there. Um, do you have anything to add on with regards to uh again, uh what you feel the finding a report is apart from what Ralph has just mentioned? Yeah, from um. Not mentioning the you know all the stats and the numbers and the scenarios in the report, I think this is a really frightening wake up calls for humanity, as Mar- as Ralph mentioned that we are not on track. So the report last year basically gave us two scenarios um, or two options, two pathways that we can take. We can either be aggressive on you know take up the action and really get ourselves on track on reducing the emission of carbon and um, stay on track on policies uh, on each country and really make the, I think, aggressive step to, you know, um, complete this. Or we can go to the heavy carbon pathway, which will lead us to a disaster. And this year report was basically show what, nope, we're heading into um, a somewhat like a disaster already, but we we all need to wake up and realize that this is really important. It seems like the the world does not pay attention enough to climate change. Um, like what whatever happened around us, it looks like people doesn't know this the this the impact from climate change. So and that's scary. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just just kind of reading from one of the news article, and it mentioned that the report, the report itself is based on uh, thirty four thousand studies from the worldwide, and essentially for this new this report, which is from the work group two, it focuses a lot on people and displacement and food etc. So it says that um, the heat wave is hitting hard, and then. Mm. And that's on the people and uh, on the nat- on the natural world, and there's going to be increasing and frequent droughts, uh, wildfire, storm, flood, and the the the, the most um shocking thing that is mentioned is that some of these impacts are now irreversible, um, and that's 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 very very um uh troubling, uh, to say that now we can't do we can't do things that we can reverse, and. Mm. They focus a lot on, I think that the main uh, people that are being uh, um, uh, impact on this are main, mainly uh, from Africa, Asia, Central and South America. 
and a small island in the, in the Arctic. So I mm. agree with you, Eng. Somehow or another, we are very distracted. Although we have mentioned that you know uh, we want to really do work hard, you know, to uh, or the people should work hard to uh, to avoid climate change. You are right to say that um, many of us are not taking this seriously enough. That's one. Second thing is that a lot of companies, especially smaller companies, are still adopting the wait and see attitude. Mm-hmm. Third, government itself is also adopting a wait and see attitude. Yes, they have programs. Yeah. They have uh, they are planning putting budgets to do some of this uh, you know investment into uh, technology that will help them to do adaptation or you know uh, prevention of uh, you know uh, you know prevention of heat or energy efficiency in the essence um, and even some kind of mitigation like for example using green energy and that's very very profound you can see that expanding in the in Asia um, but. The effort is just not strong and not fast, hard hitting enough, which means to say that everybody is still waiting for somebody to do something. Mm. I imagine ourselves to be, all of us to be in a big pot and we're just <coughs> swimming as the temperature is rising. Right? Remember the analogy about frog, uh, cooking a frog, a live frog in a in a you know a, a pot of water, and started off when the water is 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 a uh, cold and slowly heating up, and by the time the frog realizes that the temperature has risen enough that can kill him, he's already dead and cooked. Mm. Yeah, it's too late for the frog to jump because you know the frog can adjust the temperature of its body depending on its um you know its surroundings, and then. And it realized that it's too late. It can it cannot jump out of the boiling water because his energy is already lost. Yeah, that's exactly the same analogy that we are going through. The 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 opportunity that we had are rapidly um, are rapidly nar- narrowing. Um, the choices that we have are not that as ones we have before. Yeah. And even in the report, I think for this report is free, of course. So for uh, the listeners who are keen to look at the report, uh, go straight to the ipcc.ch website um, and you can download the report for free. And I tell you, the report is a very heavy report, right? And there are some diagrams. Look at the diagram. You'll be surprised to see what, what, what is mentioned in the diagram, how impact on water scarcity and food production, impact mm-hmm. on health and well-being, impact on city settlements and infrastructure, and uh, with that, they, they put some kind of scoring and the scoring is uh, terrible. Basically, it just say that we would not be able to cross this thing. And, 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 and it's, it's, I, I really don't know whether if, if we start the effort now, can we reach that stage? Um, and the other thing to add on is, of course, um, although it's, 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 it's a sad thing, but you know the current situation between Russia and Ukraine is also causing a kind of distraction away from uh, you know uh, uh, the climate change situation. Um, it's difficult for us to say because there's a current pain being felt by the world. Mm-hmm. And because the current pain is being felt by the world, 
um, it's difficult for, for you to tell them, hey, listen, listen, I know there's, there's a pain now, but take a look at the pain in the future. You know, If we don't concurrently work this problem through, but just focus on one issue, we'll find that we are, we are losing time to, to, to resolve a more pressing issue. So um, it's unfortunate. And it seems that this current situation between the two countries is delaying and mm. everybody is putting a halt and everybody is, and, and to be, uh, to be, to what I feel, some, not all, of course, some are using this as a very good reason or excuse to say, look, I think right now we should focus on world peace, right? I think that's important. And yes, yes, that's of course important. Then when we settle the world peace portion, then we talk about, oh, what we do now with climate change, what are we going to do with the IPCC report? And uh, my fear is how long is this going to take? How long is this standoff going to take? Well, the standoff is not really about uh, Russia and Ukraine. The standoff is really the standoff between the actual climate change situation and humanity. We are at a standoff now because they say, let's hold it, stop, and talk about it when things are better. You know, if we treat this like a business kind of thing, it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, something is more priority, let's set the priority things and the rest just put it, put it on the back burner until we clear off those uh, things that are important. Well, yeah, I think, but this is like, you know, for some reason, this is not like the part that we can like ignore anymore. Um, same with, with our life, we do have more than one problem. And um, I'm sure that some people will be able to solve many problems at the time. Um, what about we take a look like at the problem as like, you know, a smaller scale. What if there is a flood in your area? Like imagine, um, what would you do? Of course, when, when the report mentioned that there's gonna be a different, um, bad scenarios that happen in Europe or in Africa. That's so far from us. And we couldn't we we wouldn't be able to imagine how it's like to actually facing the climate change problem. But if you imagine if you for example I'm in Bangkok, there's no way that um I I I wouldn't know that there's gonna be a big flood in the coming years. But if I take that into account and imagine like okay when I get out of my condo, it will be almost impossible to travel to work anymore because there'll be a lot of flood and how, um, how inconvenient I would, I would be. I'm not men even mentioning about the, the whole city will be underwater uh, possibly by 20, um, 2100. So just like, you know, imagine if it's like closer to you, maybe we, we can all be awake and, you know, take some actions. Do you think this is likened to, I remember a couple of podcasts ago, somewhere last year, we mentioned something about climate change and um, the standard of living of different people, right? I think we had a mm -hmm. discussion. Yeah. <clears throat> and the conclusion that, well, it wasn't a conclusion, right? But we do agree at the time, uh, jointly, to say that um, the climate change is better taken off with maybe developing country, uh, developed countries whereby mm -hmm. a standard of living is higher and 
uh, people don't feel so much, uh, you know, that they have to do a lot of day-to-day thing. I mean, countries that are developing or growing stage, mm-hmm. the, I think the, the challenge they have is to make sure that uh, all their citizens are well-fed, well-taken care of, health, uh, food, lodging, and etc. And this, some of the countries are still doing this. And then to them, climate change is really like, why, you know, why would I be concerned about this right now? So, um now added on with the situation of global global uh, uh you know uh, uh unrest plus oil price going up you know oil mm. price is very relevant to um to climate change actually uh if you look at the yeah. site um oil prices going up means that there's a huge dependency on renewables because mm-hmm. the prices of renewable will then be very competitive. Um, the situation now is that even though renewable can be competitive, it is still an intermittent generation. So with that yeah. perspective, but it does help to justify renewable investment, right? So I think that's that's interesting uh, to say. Yeah. Um, but then again, let's going back going back to the topic of about the report. So what do you think that we should be doing? I mean, I, I know Ng has mentioned something, but uh, how, how do you feel? I mean, like, what do you think that, uh, you know, as, a, as, as citizens, we are global citizens, we are, the three of us are from different nations. I'm in Singapore, uh, Ralph is in the Philippines, and Ng is in Thailand. And so, you know, just, just to hear from you, what do you think we should do after seeing a report? Right, we know your, we know how you feel, but how? What do you think we should do? Yeah, um, for me, I think we should uh, enable ourselves. We need because government alone cannot solve this one. It needs the international cooperation of uh, all government levels, um, civil society organizations, us private sectors, or individual peoples also with the scientific and academic community. Um, and we really need uh, an enabling political leadership tools that can enable this one, that can um, bind us to act now, to act on the urgency of the objectives on this climate change. This cannot be set aside. This cannot happen tomorrow. This should happen now. Yeah, that's 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 my take on this one. What about you, Ung? Yeah, I think we should keep ourselves um, around the issue, um, con- constantly um, press however you can to the government, just like when we vote, right? Um, we make our opinion heard on this, that like we do care about this problem, just like the people in Bangkok cares a lot about traffic problem and they somehow address that constantly to the governor. So same, um, you can press your local government to start action. It doesn't have to be in a big scale. If we divide it like problem into a smaller scale, I think action can be started faster. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a that's a very good uh good method as in you break it down into pieces and try to solve it in segment rather than anything. And, and for, for, for me, I being very commercial uh, focus, I mm-hmm. think that the message should be tailored to what business stand to lose, right? 
Um, mm. Now, if you talk about the, the situation with Ukraine and uh, Russia, and then mm. they see this, the, the oil being oil going, going north in terms of pricing, uh, and there's, there's going to be a, a shortage of gas if Russia decided to uh, sanction its own gas supply to the European nation. Um, mm. Then you see that supply is going to be reduced and cost is going to go up. This is a preview of what is going to happen in 10 to 20 years' time mm-hmm. with or without this Russia-Ukraine situation. Because the change in the climate, the heat that we are going to experience is going to increase the cooling requirement from the world, right? And we're talking about businesses, right? You've got to turn on your air condition 24-7 up, you know, instead of the normal, nominal 21, 22 degrees you might need to push it down to 20 or even 19 degrees. Uh, your, if, if there are constant flood in certain area, your supply chain is going to get impacted. Um, it's going to get impacted for the supply chain. Then, um, and then so, and then you got to have, uh, you know, like for example, your schools is going to be impacted because, you know, how, how are we going to travel to school when there are floods and, uh, is our school now required to put air condition so that um, students have to, you know, study in a more conducive environment, right? So all these things are cost and cost added, you know, not only to the society, but to businesses. And I know they will probably think the way of how a business thing is that, well, there's a cost increase. I have no choice. I would pass it on to the consumer and that's where we get hit. Right, so cost is going to go up, uh, whether we like it or not, um, unless we do something about it. Now, if whether or not we do something about it, it's going, it's going to work to reduce the cost. We don't know, but we know mm-hmm. for sure that if we don't do it, it's going to happen. If we put our effort uh, collectively, globally, to do this thing, at least there's a chance that we can uh, you know, maintain it at a level whereby it is still livable for us but most of all is that at least in, in terms of businesses, we can still have some kind of sustainability in businesses. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. so I, I guess this is something that um, is an ongoing topic, really. Uh, yeah. And it's something that we hope that listeners can understand. Uh, do look at the report. You know, we are not expert in the report. What we are, showing, what we are sharing with you is a very layman uh, view of it. And we know that as... Um, some of you listening in are very, um, uh, you have very active and you're also, uh, uh, you know, you're very concerned about the situation. Yeah, but anyway, if you have any comment about this report or about the approach that we should do, do drop us an email or write to the website. Uh, we, we will take this comment and also you know, maybe publish out and get more feedback from the listeners. And... Yeah, and also let's 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 continue to uh, pray, pray not only for the for the weather, of course, that you know things will get better, but pray for the situation in Ukraine and uh, Russia to resolve, right? Um, I always say that there are two sides of the coin, so uh, it's better for them to you know amicably resolve what they need to do, and that kind of uh, put us back on track and back on focus onto the more important things. And that is how do we address uh, the climate changes in the world and, you know, to, to sustain human life. So um, 
uh, any, I would like to uh, just invite the two of my two uh, partners here to uh, give a last word before we end the podcast. Yeah, um, I can go first. Thanks so much for, you know, jumping and listening to um, us chatting on probably a boring topic for a lot of people, climate change, right? What is that? But we're, we're super happy that someone actually um, paid attention and we will be here to somehow here and there remind you that this is still a problem and we need you to start realizing and you know take some actions um, for our world. So thank you. Yep, I uh, just wanted to echo what Ern said and added to that. Um, it's still a subject for a moot, actually, a subject for debate uh, academically or any perspective. So there are a lot of views to, to consider. And for us, what we want to do is we, we need to challenge ourselves. We always need to keep informed. That's the most uh, essential one. Keep informed what is going on, what should we do. And um, yeah, that's it. Keep challenging yourselves. Keep challenging ourselves for the betterment of our um, our nature and our environment. I think this is this is great advice, and and coming yeah. from coming from two uh, younger generation, right? I consider myself really an older generation, but anyways, <laughs> coming from the two younger generation, I think uh, listeners uh, do take heed of take heed of it. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this podcast. And we look Thank forward you. to you uh, coming to join us again for our next week's podcast. Meanwhile, uh, do stay safe. Uh, continue to uh, you know avoid the uh, get yourself vaccinated. Uh, avoid uh, you know uh, crowded area at least for now until the the virus uh, the virus situation get a bit toned down in your in the respective countries and uh, keep healthy. And thank you again for listening. And then uh, signing off. Thank you.